Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Good morning, guys. As I tell them, you can find us if you really want to find us. We're everywhere. What up, baby? Open the window. Put your ear out the window, you'll hear us. Um, John Morant, that's what's up. Up over Jakob Portal. (laughs) I mean, up over 50 points in a game. (laughs) Up over his own franchise record, resetting it, 46-52. In winning games, third best team in the West. Jay, like a month ago, give or take, we're talking MVPs, and I was saying, hey, John Morant closes strong. He could win the MVP. Mm-hmm. Now, I, people really weren't thinking about it at that point. But at this point, I think you got to start taking that seriously, right? As of right now, I have him slightly ahead of Joel Embiid and Jokic. Wait, you and have him right now if the season ended Slightly now. ahead, yes. Why? Recency bias? No. Number one, they have the third best record in the entire NBA. They've had, they're 43 and 20. They've had the second best record since the calendar year has flipped behind the Suns, right? That, that's in the entire NBA. I'm not talking about the Western Conference. Entire NBA. Number-wise, he's on par with what everybody's doing. Jokic, Giannis, Embiid. Embiid's numbers are a little bit different, but still, and the narrative, man, I, I think there is, to a degree, a little bit of a Jokic fatigue. I, I think there is, to a degree, Giannis back-to-back f- finals MVPs, you know. Or MVPs, MVPs and then the final MVP. MV, MVPs and finals MVP. Uh, it will be interesting with Joel Embiid and James Harden being there, how long that can sustain. But who in the right mind had the Memphis Grizzlies being at the upper echelon of the Western Conference at the beginning of the season? Yet alone John Morant. Oh, oh, ha, me. I'm just saying, though, for everybody, like, it's just it, it's how this whole thing feels and looks. And the last two games have 98 points. They dropped 46 on the Chicago Bulls, a top three team in the East, right, on the road. And then to come back and have a 52-point performance against the Spurs in wins. And by the way, and Key, this is like I've been making the point a lot that we're in, in, in a kind of unsung era, a golden age of bigs. They just play differently in a way than they used yeah. to. I mean, they're not well, really Giannis big. is well, seven on, feet. One, Max, yeah. tell me, can you tell me another player that plays for Memphis' team? Dylan Brooks and a couple of Dylan Brooks guys. hasn't been playing. Yeah, he's been hurt. That's right. No, I can't. I'm not going to sit here and try to act like I So, I, I mean, other, other than, than Jokic, that's and you're all saying, I care about. You're saying Jamal Murray. I, I'm saying it more so for an example, right? Yeah. Like, when you start looking at James, uh, James, yeah. so we're like, all right, Joel Embiid, now he has James Harden. But you, like, you, even though he's been doing it on his own. Like, he's essentially doing all this by himself. He's not. Well, but no, he has a deep it's, it's well, a feel of it. This, this is right. The feel, so the he feel is the, of it. He's the only truly great player on a team with a lot of good players. A lot of good young players. Now, but, but this is what I was saying about the golden age of bigs. Like the best players in the league, even when you don't think of them as bigs, LeBron is 6'8", 250. KD is 7 feet. Giannis is 7 feet. Uh... Embiid and Jokic are bigs, legit bigs, right? What Ja is doing looks different. Among the MVP-level players, it looks because different. He, because it's, it's almost like my analogy of the quarterbacks in big numbers. You put a certain quarterback in a single digit, 
he looks different. <laughs> and this is Ja. Ja looks different because he's smaller than him. He's able to float in the air. He's able to torque his body in different directions. And you appreciate that because of his size. He yoked on a dude last night that's seven feet tall, man. That's By not supposed way, to happen. I saw a picture. It's not on, supposed to happen in the NBA. Someone caught it on social media. At a certain point where he took off from, there's no way he should be able to dunk the ball. No. The fact that his trajectory took him over a seven-footer to dunk the ball. Right now, Embiid is the favorite at plus 110 yes. to win MVP. Jokic is second at, at plus 225. And Giannis, to me, those Giannis two are neck third. and neck. Giannis is third at plus 550. There's only one non-big ahead of John Morant, and to be honest, I would no longer have him ahead of John Morant, and that's DeMar DeRozan. I, th- I would have to put John Morant ahead of DeMar Ja DeRozan. ahead of DeRozan. I would probably have it one, two, three like that and four Ja. but with a bullet, guys, there's enough time right now for him, if he goes bananas and he can do it, and his team finishes second in the West, second best overall record in the league, He's close to 30 points a game. It, it looks what different. What is it 17 games? Plus uh, no, 20, what is it? It was, yeah. it could be 22. 17, 17, 18, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, Memphis I, plays every day, apparently. He, because probably, yeah. Yeah. he would have to have an amazing stretch, Jay, to get yeah, there. For sure. He would have yeah. to do what he was doing the last couple of nights, basically. It, it's just, I, I've never... Look, Joel Embiid, you can make an argument, right? Like, what you see Giannis courtside, you see Joel Embiid, you see John Morant. John Morant is electrifying, right? But I don't think that also takes away from what Joel Embiid is doing yeah, also. Yeah. Like, as of right now, and this is fluid, I have John Morant slightly ahead of Joel Embiid. But still, Joel Embiid and James Harden down the stretch, Joel Embiid's still going to put up massive numbers. And what you're seeing Joel Embiid do this year is not diminished because I'm excited about John Morant. But, but the difference is, Jay, John Joel Embiid is more doing, normal. It's like an everyday human. You're like, what? How, is, how does he do that? Joel Embiid is, is doing crazy things. But nothing really that Jokic isn't doing or, no, or, or Giannis though, is doing. It, it, it yeah, but, different, though. Okay, fine, but I'm talking about the results. Ja not only looks different than everyone else, but he's uh, a totally different position. Yeah, but even, even, even when you try to compare Jokic and Embiid, and be putting the ball on the ground, and he, he looking like a guard running the floor. So is Jokic. No, no. man, Jokic don't, Jokic, don't, Jokic, don't do that. Yeah. Yates, I'm gonna have to call you Jokic, in here. So I'm gonna have to come it, get it's Yates. Like, it's man, like almost like um, what's the right way to say? It? It's like Jokic is more like punk rock, where Joel Embiid's more like R and B. You know what I mean? Or more like hip hop, I guess, to a degree. It's like they're just different styles. Like Jokic Joel is Embiid, pretty smooth. He just looks kind of doofy. It, but you know, see, the I, that's look, a bad example. I, you know, see, I, I'm the, trying to find an analogy. The look, it's not punk rock. I don't but think. you got yeah, punk yeah. rock. I don't know what that no, is. No, but I, the, I don't know. The, <laughs> I just said it. The look is important, Max. Yeah. How you look is important to the eye. I'm saying. Even if the delivery's the same. Yeah. Even if the results are the same. special too, though, Key. No, I'm not. But see, I'm not saying he's not. I'm not saying he's not a good player. I'm not saying that. Just looks different. It looks different. Jay, you know it. Stop I know. I know it looks different. I just can't put it into words yet. I'm trying to find it. I mean, I think Jokic looks good doing it. He just. Uh, But Joel Embiid's doing more like. 
Kobe. Joel yeah. Embiid is dominating the game at a center level that we've never seen somebody do. He's hitting turnaround jumpers. Yes, step it looked backs. different. It's a different bad. Well, 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 by saying Embiid, Gates is a diehard Philly fan. Yeah, of course. This is a Philly fan. But he's really not. Look, look, look Embiid is having an absurd year. Uh, it is close between him and Jokic, extremely close. And I would give the hair edge to Embiid. Let me ask but not you because this, of the so way Max, it looks, it's because of the defense. Did you see Embiid run the floor the other night with Horton? In the, yeah, I no ain't doubt. seen Jokic run the floor like that. Oh, no, he can't. I, I seen, have not seen him run the floor I've seen Jokic, the Jokic like brings that. the ball up. Jokic does it all kinds of stuff. It looked, it's like bringing the ball but, up. But we're talking like, about Jokic and Embiid. Guys, it's Ja who, like, okay, Allen Iverson – Tweeted out sooner or later, and he's got Jaws jersey on his MVP trophy, right? Tell and and this is what I think is going to happen. Not like AI. There it goes. Though. Game recognized game, right? Real recognized real. Look, ooh, man! Look. I wish I had one of those. That MVP trophies. I mean, nasty. you got two two in college. Yeah, that's yeah, different. That's so, different right there. So here's mm-hmm. the thing about Ja, though. If I had to predict what's going to happen, guys, I don't think he'll get the MVP this year. But I don't think they'll give it to him yet, right? But you know what could happen? If he makes a deep playoff run and balls out of control in the playoffs, that will stick with people. John ja Morant. That's what I'm talking about, though. That's yeah. AI. Pass AI, two, right. Pla- pass, pass the torch. To me, OG. OG. That's, the, that's AI number two. So uh, let me ask you a question. Let's ask I this think he's question. different than AI. Out of all the personalities, <laughs> yeah. let's say the four personalities, which one do you rock with the most? This should be our Twitter question. Out of all the MVP candidates, right, do you rock with – Joel Embiid's personality more, right? Yeah, Sometimes they're trolling. Jokic's personality, Jaws' personality, Yeah, DeMar. I can't do that with that. Nobody's going to pick Jokic. Yeah, I can't do that with Jokic. Okay, okay, all right, fine. He cool, but I can't. Which, well, tell me, Max, out of all the personalities. It, it, it comes down to Embiid y- or Ja. Yes, Embiid or Ja. Giannis, you don't mess with his personality? I like, oh, no, Giannis is great. Giannis is cool. If He's I an MVP conversation. If I have to pick one personality, I'd probably pick Embiid. DeMar DeRozan, Giannis, Joel Embiid, Jokic, and Ja Morant. Which personality do you rock with the most? Embiid. As a hooper. Okay. Embiid, Embiid See, for I'm, you. I'm, why? I'm not a hooper, but. But why? Because, really? Why Embiid? Because <laughs> Embiid, it's when, when a dude like that has a personality like that, like what Shaq had, it's just different. When the biggest, baddest dude okay. also is smart, quick, the whole thing self-aware, I think it's, I think it's the best. Key? Ja. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Man, he, it's very relatable to me. Yeah, it's, it's hard for me related. to go against like a jaw. I know, I know a, what you mean. A Giannis on that. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance coming to you live from above the Heineken River deck at Pier 17. Big decisions in Big D. Or can they just kick the can down the road? That's next. <laughs> Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. 
See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Obviously, been so fortunate to have you know those three great receivers on our roster, and obviously that's hard to keep doing you know under a salary cap. And certainly, there's some moving parts to that that we'll have to continue to massage as we move forward. Let me be very clear because I hate the Cowboys. Okay, I'm a Giants fan. Got it. <laughs> I'm a Giants fan too. I we still talk- have the same kind of hate for the boys. I like find you. myself on this show saying, "Yeah, the Cowboys need to do this and that." And I'm like, "Damn, if I'm right, don't listen to me. <laughs> Unless I'm wrong, then listen to me." Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average. What should the Cowboys do this offseason? What should they do? Key immediately kicks. Kick the can down the road, Key? That's what they always do. But, you know, this is a good example of what we were talking about before, okay? Cowboys got to get under the cap. Here is Stephen Jones, the Cowboys executive vice president and son of the owner. At a press conference, listen to him talk about first. Okay, look, they have a choice to make, right? They got to get do. They have a high-priced running back in Ezekiel Elliott. They have a high-priced wide receiver in Amari Cooper. First, Stephen Jones on Zeke. You know, I want Zeke on my team. I mean, that guy. You talking about playing through some some injuries and some things that are hard. I mean, he is a com- competitor. Mm. Uh, I think he's a damn good running back, and uh, I think he's gonna. Uh, I think he's going to help us win this year. And uh, obviously, uh, you know, his contract, his money's guaranteed. He's going to be here. There's no question. So, uh, and we're fortunate to have it. That's the boss's son on Zeke, the running back. Boy, he, I, we like, I like, I want him on my team. And by the way, he's a very good GM. I'm not, you know, but that's, that's the power lies. He wants him on his team because he got guaranteed money, and you know he wants him on his team. What else is he going to say? Here he is on Amari Cooper being on the roster next year. It's too early for me to uh, address that yet. I mean, we're continuing to have conversations. Uh, a lot of things affect affect that in terms of uh, you know we've obviously been so fortunate to have you know those three great receivers on our roster, and obviously that's hard to keep doing uh, you know under a salary cap, and certainly. You know, Sed did a really nice job for us, and he's up. So, you know, there's a lot of – there's some moving parts to that that we'll have to continue to massage as we move forward. I hate the fact that this is true about running backs. <clears throat> I think there should be a separate exception in the CBA just to pay running backs because it never works when you pay your running back. The Gurley contract was a disaster. The Zeke contract is a disaster. They're, you know, Saquon Barkley, we'll see. Christian McCaffrey got hurt, like – it, it doesn't pay to pay running backs. Zeke but is the Zeke, guy to me's Zeke, key. But Zeke's not a disaster. I, for the money? Look, no. Zeke is the guy to me they should get rid of, but they can't because of his contract situation. He counts $30 million in dead cap. They can't move on from him this year. That's why the, the owner's son is going. Stephen Jones, the, the executive VP, is going. I really love him. I want him on my team. Base they salary, can. Base but, salary but no, this Max, year of $18.2 million. Yeah, next year, think, yeah, though, next year he counts 11 million. I bet you next year he's singing a different tune about Zeke. Well, when the it, numbers are going to be different, and if Zeke doesn't perform, of course you're going to sing a different tune. But you got to think about what Stephen Jones is saying. When a guy is with you, standing with you on the sideline every single week, that's important. It's so important. I don't need a guy in the damn training room every single week. It doesn't do, it doesn't do me any good. If I can have my players 
get on the bus and show up to the game. That's the important. Mm. That's more important, believe it or not, than his performance. Because if he's there, I know he's going to perform. If he ain't never there, he can't do anything. Can't Best ability me. is availability. Yes, so, absolutely. I mean, have you guys ever had like a torn ligament to a degree in your knee? Not my knee. Nope. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like your knee would swell up all the time, wouldn't yeah. it? You know how hard it is to play on a torn PCL. You played pretty much the whole year on a torn PCL. Yeah. Rest for a thousand yards on two hundred and thirty yeah. plus. I used to have to get, I used to have to get touchdowns. I used to get my knee drained every week. I used to have to get my knee drained. Every single week. All I'm saying, to add to Key's point, the accountability for somebody that you know is playing through injury. Yes. Even sharing the load with Tony Pollard to wonder what it would be like healthy in this part of this year. It's a massive year for him. Let's be honest about it. Now, to your point, next year, Max, all bets are off. We ain't dealing with next year. We're dealing with the now. I remember back in the day. I'll give you a, a, a comparison to baseball, okay? Back in the day, there was a center fielder real good named Darren Erstad. He wound up playing first base for the Angels. They overpaid him, right? And he was a very good defensive first baseman, and he was a decent hitter but lost all his power. And they would always talk about how important he was and everything. But the bottom line is, if they would have known the power would have left and he'd be stuck on first base, they never would have paid him. And the reason they stuck with him is because they had paid him. Not but, that he wasn't any good. But it's Zeke's that, power ain't going nowhere. He ain't done. But Zeke, all his toughness and accountability and all that stuff, they still got bounced in the first round. But they, and the fact is, if, he, if his contract giant. wasn't tethering him to the team, I think they'd move on. Is that more Zeke or Mike McCarthy? Which well, part? Fair point. Oh, just, fair point. Uh, so uh, like, uh, I'm just saying the whole game was predicated on the run game. Like we talk about how important oh, they, that they, was. They, extremely important. If you look at their numbers when they rushed for Thank over 100 you, yards – I believe they were undefeated when he when they rushed for over 100 yards as a as a team. Now Key thinks they should trade someone else. I think that if they can move on from Amari Cooper, or if they can't restructure his deal, and not because Cooper is a bad football player or nothing like that, it's just that they need some help in other places in their secondary. So if they can acquire Marcus Peters from Baltimore, depending on what his ACL situation is like then you go get that shut down corner because you have some options at receiver. You just do. You got CeeDee Lamb, who, by the way, will be coming up in a year or two or whatever the case is. You got Cedric Wilson. You could probably sign him back for a discount, not necessarily. He won't command huge money. He'll be less than Amari Cooper, depending on what happens with Gallup. You, so you got some, some interesting pieces, and your offense is not predicated on the passing game. It is about play action. In running the football, but do, like I think you're making rational choices here. You're making you're doing rational analysis of the situation and making the right choices. But my point is part of the, what you're factoring in. Look, here's uh, Amari Cooper's contract details. He counts twenty two million towards the cap, but only has a six million dollar dead cap hit. So a lot of the incentive to move on from one dude and keep another dude has to do with what it's going to cost you. Well, that's what I said. What if the cost was the same for Cooper and Zeke? What would you do? Cost is the same to get rid of them. Which which one would you move on from? If the cost was the same, if Zeke was $6 million, I'm still moving on from Amari. That's interesting. Because my game, my system and my game is about running the football, being big up front, dominating the line of scrimmage, and giving the football to 21. Then pulling the ball out of the belly of 21 and allowing my quarterback to deliver it to C.D. Lamb or Gallup or Cedric Wilson, drafting another guy. I need help in the secondary. If I can get an all-pro corner like a Marcus Peters, if he's still Marcus Peters, 
I have a question. Now, let me ask this, Keith. Yeah, so yeah. why would you – if you, flip it, if we're moving forward on Amari Cooper. If you're Baltimore, since Marcus Peters was so dearly missed last season, you had so many injuries. I know that they're looking for another big-time wide receiving number one target. But are you willing to give up Marcus Peters? Excuse me? I'm sorry. I had producer in my ear. If you're Baltimore, are you willing to give up Marcus Peters? Like, that's a – that's a really big yeah, part of your now, secondary. Because now I got to look at his cap number, and I need help for Hollywood Brown. I mean, I need help for Hollywood Brown. I need help uh, uh, for uh, Lamar Jackson and confirm the Cowboys were 11-0 and when they ran the football for over 100 yards. 11-0. Mm. Let me ask you something. About so think that. about that, Max. No, no, I get it. But let, but let me, I want, so you can choose to have different offensive systems run the ball more, throw the ball more, whatever, right? I mean, obviously you're going to do both, but the emphasis – if you have Dak Prescott, who everyone keeps telling me is an elite quarterback, mm-hmm. and you just paid him like he's elite, and you have still a good offensive line, not what it once was, but it's still a good offensive line. Mm-hmm. They can pass mm-hmm. protect. Mm-hmm. And you have multiple receiving threats. Mm-hmm. Why is it that they can't be successful at, at, to the same degree they are when they're running, when they're throwing the ball? They're successful when they're throwing. They're pretty successful, but their system is built on running the so football. So why not build it on throwing the football? That seems because to work for not, other teams. It doesn't work for everybody. Not for everybody, but no, for some teams. No. If I have an elite quarterback you, and I have elite receivers, you I might at it, throw it. No, but you, you look at it different. Arizona is a throw team. They're going to throw the ball all over the lot. They went home just like the Cowboys in the first round. Sure. So it doesn't. No, I'm not. I'm not arguing. Look, so I, so I guess, but yeah. Max, it goes back to the point, which is it's a fair question mm-hmm. about the price that is associated with Dak Prescott when your game is predicated on the run. Why because pay that, that phenomenal price for Dak? It's right? the same thing right. you say in basketball. Why am I paying that dude to sit in the corner and and shoot threes? Because he gonna stick the dagger in you when he needs to from the corner. Dak Prescott is capable of making a big-time throw when you need him to. You know how I always talk about a guy that can make two or three throws? He's capable of making those two or three no throws. Doubt no is. doubt. So no doubt. That, that's one that's of my why top you three highest-paid guys on but the that's team. But that's, that's why you pay him, though. That's why, but let me keep, ask something. You why with Aaron Rodgers can you do a throw-first type team? Why can you? Why can you? But you, you can't with you, Dak. You, you can if you choose to do so. And you can't with Dak if you choose to do so. But their choice is running the football. Since Zeke Elliott's been drafted in 2016, he came there. The Dallas Cowboys are 50 and 18 since Zeke's first season. Yep. Rushing the football. Think about it. I over see. 100 yards. So, in other yards. words, the point is not 20, that Dak think can't about do it. it. Yeah, it's 50 a, and 18. That's crazy, yeah. Whenever, he, uh, whenever the Cowboys are rushed for 100, and, 100 yards or more. Yeah. That's an astonishing statistic. Max, we used yeah. to joke about this in college because I play with you know four other guys that got drafted in the first round. So it's like, could I have averaged 30 in college? Potentially, yeah, I could have. But I had Carlos Boozer, who's a perennial all-star down on the block. I had Mike Dunleavy. I had, we, had, win. we had so many options. It made sense to go through other options so we didn't become one-dimensional. I hear like, you. It does make sense what Keith said. I, I, I totally agree it makes I, sense. But I understand what y'all both said. Why are you going to pay a dude $50 million a year? Just because when you see that on the paper, it's it kind of like, whoa. But, but I could get him to make those one or two throws a game. It's worth that. Like Matt Stafford, for example, it's worth who it. didn't have to take and Matthew you. Stafford is he getting made ready. a couple of throws that he needed to and make every game. And he's getting ready to do a new deal here in a minute, and he's going to be about $47 million. Good to be a quarterback, yeah. man. It's good to be a quarterback, Kick that's the can for sure. down the road, Max. You got to listen to me. <laughs> a battle of the two best proved to be no battle at all. You don't win championships unless you've got a middle area of the floor dominant player. And that's what DeMar DeRozan has brought to them this year. So 
I love their team. Yeah, you tie a Michael Jordan Bulls record, that is a feather in your cap for your MVP case. When he walks around, that, that Eric B and Rock M, I ain't no joke music needs to play because that's exactly what he is. He is no joke. Hey. Tijon J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Oh, someone someone said Eric B and Rock M, and sure enough, Yates in with the drop. Lost. So so right now. We are joined by Adam Amin, the Bulls' TV voice. Adam, welcome to the show. What's going on, Max? What's going on, gentlemen? Good good what up, Adam? Yeah. What's good, baby? Shot time stand up. So, Thanks, you, brother. I, I was really interested in yesterday, last night's game, Adam, because I'm looking at this Bulls team, and I'm thinking, with Lonzo, I just love the way it's constructed, even in the preseason. Everything seems complimentary. And with Lonzo and Patrick Williams potentially coming back, I'm thinking if they can get by the heat and those two are going to join them later, maybe they really can be an actual, honest-to-God championship contender this year. But you guys did lose. Still second in the East, sixth best record in the NBA. One and eight, though, versus the five teams that have better record than Chicago. So how good are your Bulls really? And again, it's so hard to tell, right? Because every team in the East, in this log-jammed East, at one point or another has had to deal with some level of adversity in personnel. All right? Everybody's had to do it. Miami's missed a ton of games between Lowry, Butler, Adebayo, missed all that time earlier this year. Philadelphia had that stretch without Embiid, and you saw how much they struggled. Cleveland lost Colin Sexton, and they've done a really nice job of kind of filling in the gaps around it. Other than maybe Milwaukee, who's been fairly healthy, but they're without Brooke Lopez most of the year, and they've had to start filling guys in and signing guys to, to fill in some of their spots. Just about every team in the Eastern Conference in this logjam has had some form of adversity through their personnel, and the Bulls are no different. So it's hard to completely gauge, right? It's hard to completely compare accurately. Well, clearly, if you look at this team setting the standard, if that is Miami, and how everybody else stacks up against it, how can you really gauge it perfectly? Because you said it, you know, Lonzo Ball, who makes such a big impact defensively, not only running the point guard position, but defensively, Alex Caruso, who's, who's had as big of an impact defensively as any player in the Eastern Conference this year, if you're just looking at defensive rating on and off the floor. Patrick Williams, who played such a key role last mm. year, playing on the defensive end against major players, whether it's Giannis, Luka Doncic, uh, Kevin Durant, he was thrown on all these different players, Kawhi, LeBron. So it's hard to gauge just now. And until you get that sense of what they're going to be like against the elite of the elite in the Eastern Conference, you have to look at the current iteration of the roster. And right now, it may not be ready to stack up against the elite of the elite. If Miami is considered the elite of the elite, based on record they are, if you're looking at Philadelphia, especially now with the addition of James Harden, and how lucrative that's been in the first couple of games together. Maybe they're not there just yet at full strength. Zach Levine has said it. DeMar DeRozan has said it. They feel very confident that they're the best team in the East. Now, that's their words, not mine. But you can certainly make a strong case that when they're healthy, they're as good as anybody. But how can you truly gauge any team in the Eastern Conference on a full season? You have to look at every team in the East in this logjam in little pockets and try to project what they're like at their best right now. Adam Amin, Bulls TV voice, joining us, my guy, on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Adam, I'll gauge it for you. I do think at fully healthy, 
they are the best defensive-minded team in the league, and I think they would be the best team in the East. I, I think it would be a challenge throughout the regular season when it gets to playoffs because they're lacking chemistry together, but there's no doubt with Lonzo, Alex Caruso, Patrick Williams, if they were fully healthy, how loaded they would be defensively and tougher and deeper. But let me ask you inside basketball question here about Nikola Vucevic because he got attacked last night, right? Um, yep. I, I saw how they were able to get switches. Is that something that can hinder the Bulls long-term? I know they bring Tristan Thompson in and try to help that, but is, is that probably the biggest thing that would hold the Bulls back right now, that weakness in the team? Let me, let me let me play my best Tim Legler for you guys because, you know, Timmy does such a good job breaking it down, so I'll try to do my best imitation. When And you've seen a lot of this all season long. Most teams in general – play drop coverage in the pick and roll where, you know, let's say it's a one in five, a point guard and a center that are running the pick and roll. The center on the defensive end usually steps up to eat all that space or they drop back to prevent a drive to the basket. So the difference between not having, as you mentioned, a player like Alonzo Ball or an Alex Caruso at the point of attack against the guard that's helping to run that pick and roll, they do such a good job of disrupting and fighting through screens and preventing the easy actions of a strong pick-and-roll offensive set, that that allows Nikola Vucevic to drop back into, in, into that coverage and to play a little bit further back to prevent an easy drive, to maybe prepare for a shot block. Vucevic is having his best season of his career as a shot blocker. I think it's like 1.2, 1.3 blocks per game, whatever it is. So the defense has been kind of built with all these complementary pieces in particular, starting with Ball and Caruso at the top of the point of attack, to be able to help that drop coverage. The drop coverage works when you have guys that can eat up that space by themselves as guards that can work around screens. When you don't have that, and some of the younger players that are having to defend at the point of attack for the Bulls aren't able to eat up that space as consistently. They're not able to get around screens as consistently and that allows these teams to absolutely eat in the pick and roll on offense. We saw it with Steven Adams and John Morant the other night. It happened with Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler. Uh, Gabe Vincent ran it particularly well the other night uh, with Miami. And that's been a problem for the Bulls all season, season long. It's been a problem for them the last two years. And when Caruso and Ball were in the lineup, that drastically affected how their pick and roll defense shaped up. So I hope that gave you a little bit of insight in, in terms of uh, in terms of what what they're doing defensively that has led to some of the struggles in terms of the numbers and in terms of the eye test and what you're seeing. I do think that gets significantly, and I mean significantly better, when you have better point-of-attack defensive players back in your rotation. Real quick, Adam, because I know we got to let you run. You had a chance to see Ja Morant up close in person on Saturday night. He dropped 46 on the Bulls' head. What, what What are you making of what he's doing lately in the NBA? Real quick for me. Stacey King is my analyst. He was the, the analyst for the D-Rose prime years, and he's the authority on Derrick Rose when he says he sees the comparisons, the true comparisons of bounce, of ability, of court vision. The shooting has improved. When he sees and makes those comparisons, they carry weight, and he believes he is seeing an apt comparison to that 2011 D-Rose year when he was 22 years old and was the, in his third year and was the youngest MVP in the league's history that's where John Morant is right now. That bounce, that vision, the confidence, the athleticism, the 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 way he can manipulate the game with his with his presence alone. He's that's an apt comparison to Stacey King right now. Mm. 
Adam Amin, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for joining us this morning, Adam. Always a pleasure, boys. Thanks a lot. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. J. Ja got everyone thinking about box office NBA players, the dudes you would pay to watch. Who are your top five? These are Jay's round. This is Jay's round ball rankings. All right, I'm going to be quick with this. Let's start off with number five. I'm going to go with Dollar Dame. You know what time it is. It's always Dame time. I mean, how many 50-point games do you need a smaller guard to have? I, I know you haven't seen him play a lot this year. But, look, he's one of the most dynamic, entertaining players in the game of basketball. If he's coming into town, 1,000%, I'm going to see Dame time. That's easy for me. That's number five. Number four. Number four, I'm going to go with the Greek freak. Now, I know people are probably going to say it's not as sexy. Keys over here shaking his head side to side. I guarantee you, if you sit courtside and watch this dude play, you'll be like, yo, I, okay. I, I I get it. I didn't know his arms were that long. I didn't know it takes him one step from half court. The eighth to get wonder the of the world, the man. Like, what? I never how is this dude doing it? It's something that you can't see on TV. You need to see up close in person to recognize the greatness and how box office it actually is. That's number four. Number, number three. three. KI man. Kyrie Irving. I mean, he, he's a wizard with the ball. He's doing something spectacular every single night. And once again, another guy that when you see it. And you recognize the level of difficulty on the layup package alone, Max. I'm not even talking about the handle. Just the layup package alone and the angle. Look how high that is off the glass. Go ahead and try to do that at home. Go to try to put the ball a, a foot above the square and drop it softly where it's all nothing but net. Just that alone is worth the, the emissions. He's playing basketball then shooting pool when he gets to oh, the That's crazy. number three. Number two. Number two. Steph Curry. Just because, I mean, his range is once he steps in the building. I mean, he, he, Madison Square Garden, he had everybody what? standing up because he's dropping buckets on you. Combine that with probably behind Kyrie, he has yeah. the next best handle in the NBA. Now, think about that. How many times have you ever said the most prolific shooter in the history of the game probably has the second best handle in the NBA? Mobile artillery unit. Behind a wizard of a handle in Kyrie Irving, Box office number two. And number one, 
It's number easy. one. It's John Morant. Number just, one. Yeah, keep saying it. Number one. Number one. Just say it one more time for me. Number, number one. one. I mean, I'm the dude is special, one. man. It's 12. Like, I'm going to start referring to him as his number. Because just the stuff he does on a nightly basis, the, the bang he had on Jakob Porter last night, the 360 or 180, whatever the hell you want to call it, reverse lay-in with the inside hand against the Bulls, the full-court pass by Stephen Adams to catch the ball in midair, torque his body, turn it over, knock down a jumper before the half. He just does something every single night that is a highlight reel. And it, it's funny, you think about the two players in this draft, Zion Williamson, highlight reel, right? John Morant, highlight reel. Now, you can probably argue with me, why isn't LeBron James in there? And LeBron James is box office. But I feel like at this stage right now, even though he's putting up incredible numbers, I'm going to watch LeBron because it's LeBron. He's one of the two greatest players to ever play the game. But he's still not getting me out of my seat each and every possession like the five I just made. It's like the adrenaline meter. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The only thing I would – okay, I love the list. I would flip-flop Kyrie and Steph. Kyrie to me, when he is on the court, win or lose – Jay, what you said about the layup package, just the layup package alone is the best of all time. The handles are also the best of all time. Plus, people sleep. Kyrie is an insane shooter from every spot on the floor. He's a great shooter. I think Kyrie, to me, is second box office to me. Yeah, I agree. I just don't know if I'm going to get Kyrie um, every game. Yeah, yeah, not only whether you're going to get him every game or not, but if I'm paying, I want to see 50-footers. If I'm paying to go see somebody. You know what I'm saying? Kyrie... All around game is what it is, but Steph gonna drop the fifty footers. He just, you know, he gonna shoot from across half court, and that's exciting. That's what people want to see. To me, that's like a home run. And they home runs, home runs to me all look the same after a while. Like I, to nah, me, the ain't three no, point that don't look the same. The Max, three point you shooting see it, baby. in the NBA to me. That ain't just, the same. Like, like in baseball, I used to love watching Ozzie Smith web gem. Or, or, or back then it was this week in baseball, yeah. Ozzie Smith. I'd rather watch that than a home run. I'd rather watch Kyrie do his thing with the ball on the floor, then watch a dude shoot from a million miles Yeah, out. but also, Max, no, it's the way Max, he does it, though. No, skill set He'll that put you... that thing out on the string, bring it back. He'd be like, oh, he lost control of the ball. He reels it back in. Boom. Yeah, and it's it, so it's quick. And it's like a slingshot. Yeah. It's or, not like... or as soon as he crossed half court, she like, bam. Yep. Like, you want to see I, that. I ain't arguing. I ain't yeah. arguing. For me, I would flip off Kyrie instead. In terms yeah. of what I want to watch. I just... I think in, I don't know if if you in, put Embiid is Giannis on there. Why wouldn't Embiid be on there? Because Embiid is just coming. Yeah, I, you know, he's coming. I just don't know if Embiid Embiid is a beast. He's going to be MVP. I just don't know if Embiid attracts an audience like that. You know, yet. I got one for you. Here's a surprise yet. one from a national. But do you scene. think Giannis from a national scene? You think Giannis attracts on a national scene like that? Yeah, I mean, I'm talking about guys two time two time MVP. Finals MVP, fit, world champion, dropped fifty, had a fifty know, point I triple get, double. I get in that, NBA but finals. I don't. I don't think people like running. Maybe because it's the Bucks versus the Sixers, but I don't feel like people run into the box office when Giannis is in town. I have one for you that'll blow your minds. Jay's Round Ball Rankings are brought to you by Dell. For your small business needs, call a Dell Technologies Advisor today at eight seven seven Ask Dell. Ready for this? Yep. I can't say this anymore because of what has happened. When Ben Simmons was going good, to me, he was one of the top five bot for me that could get me to watch. He, his, at his size, his speed, handles, and court vision and passing ability in the open floor was ridiculous. Ridiculous. He was throwing pinpoint laser beams at six foot ten 
full speed through traffic. I've never seen that before at that size. I, uh, that's, I, look, Yates, I know you don't like him. You're a Philly guy. But when he was going good, you were loving him. You, you weren't loving him back then? Max, there are a lot of times in my life where yeah, you your arguments some sometimes yeah, talk yeah, yeah. me into it. That was not one of them. I, think back. To Ben Simmons before ben the Simmons. problems. I ain't going to see I ben like, I'm not. He was amazing. No, top five ben for you? I ain't going he to was, see yes. Top five? Yes. Say it again so you can make yourself believe Back that. then, he was top five I'm box office it. for me. I'm going to go yep. see. I'm going to go see. Without Book. him shooting? Yeah, yeah I ain't going to see that. this guy no. pass the ball? Yeah. Actually, passing defense. My favorite highlights from like Magic and Bird were always the passes. We cannot. We cannot. We cannot compare. Magic and Ben Simmons. And you know another person. But at the time, you know, there were you know somebody. You know somebody that you left off the list, but you only have five. Is Melo not Melo? Carmelo? Anthony. Oh, oh, Melo. oh, you know I what? I don't think Carmelo Anthony. When you say Melo, you know what? You I'm with him. You can't Mello. think. You can't think over who. But I'm just saying that could be. Would you have on five? That could be somebody on the list. I Dame, I Giannis. I might have me- in terms of box office for me. Melo might give my eye a little more than Dame. What? Yeah, Dame is shooting. Like, you guys love the dudes who shoot from far away. No, to me, it's for sure. I told you, Melo's going to be the face of the league at some point. You did say that? Yeah. Yeah. At some point, he got a lot of. He yeah, might he be, does. No, it's one, ja, of, ja, one of. Ja is here, man. Ja is here, brother. One of. <laughs> one of. Will the Nets fans ever get to see Kyrie at home again? That's next. Kate Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.